Hey, Crosspoint Church, it's Tanya Nace with World Hope International here in Canada. I am so excited to be with you today, and I wish I could be there in person, but I want you to know my heart is connecting to yours, and the Lord has given me something to share with you, and I just pray that your heart is open and ready to respond to how he might challenge you today. We have been talking about family matters, and I know Ashley did such a great job last week talking about this specific topic, and today we're going to talk about our global family and how our global family matters. It's gonna be such an encouraging time, but I want you to kind of prepare uh, your scriptures. So if you have your Bibles or your devices, please go ahead and turn or, or tap to 1 Corinthians 12. So go to 1 Corinthians 12. We're gonna kind of jump in around verse 24 uh, here in a few minutes. The pandemic has really reminded us and created this awareness that family matters. And we are built for relationship, not only with God, but with each other. And our families matter. We have missed being with our families. We've missed connecting with those who are not in our region. It has been painful. It has been grievous. It has been so difficult. And in no way am I saying it hasn't been. It's been so hard. It's such a reminder that God created us to be in relationship with each other and with him. And our families matter. Relationships, connections matter. It doesn't really matter if you're a family of one person or if you're a family, uh, a couple or with kids or with no kids or empty nesters or widows. It, it doesn't matter if, if you're talking about people who are your really close friends, but if you are a part of the body of Christ, this family matters. And we're going to talk today about your global family and what responsibility we have to have a connection and a relationship with our global family across the world. It's such a it's such a special relationship, such a special responsibility, and it's something we don't want to take lightly. So let's take a look at 1 Corinthians 12. Uh, let's take a look um, at 24. Paul's actually talking about the body being representative of an actual physical body, different parts of the body, hands, head, feet, legs, and how every part is important. Every part matters and no one part is better than the other. They all work together. And in verse 24, he starts to say, but God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. For if one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. If one part suffers, if one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. We need to know where the suffering is. We need to know what the suffering is, and we need to know who are suffering. Where is it in our communities that the body of Christ is suffering, whether it's physical or spiritual, where is it happening? Is it happening in the local shelters? Is it happening on the streets? Is it happening uh, in the schools? Are there people who don't have food? Are there people who are hurting? Are there people who are grieving? Who is it that is suffering? I can't help but be reminded of you literally getting on the plane this time last year, hard to believe, and going to Bahamas and 
helping to put roofs on top of people's homes, roofs that had just been lost and rain was flowing in and people were just sitting there unable to put a roof on top of their home. You literally met the physical need with that heart and the hands and feet of Jesus. You did that to help those who were suffering because when one part suffers, all of us suffer. When one part rejoices, all of us rejoice. There are so many different types of sufferings in the world, but when one part of the body is hurting or is paining, we all hurt and we all pain. And you see, pain and grief kind of connect us together. There's something really unique about that, it, and it reminds me of the hope that we have in eternity. We have hope that there will be a time where there will not be any more pain. There won't be any more suffering. There won't be any more crying or tears or hunger. But now that we're living in a place where there is that, we feel it deeply. And when we understand the suffering of members across the world, part of the body of Christ, we too suffer. If one part suffers, all suffer together. Saidu Kanu is World Hope's country director in Sierra Leone. He's an incredible leader. And he shared his heart in a blog post this winter whenever the U.S. Capitol was attacked on January 6th. Interestingly enough, that was the same anniversary from 1999 that rebels entered into Sierra Leone's capital and started chopping limbs off of people. He remembered that day as a day of suffering. He made comments about moving through grief and the importance that grief brings in our lives. We can't skirt around grief. We can't jump around it. We can't skip parts of that journey. We have to go through it. And Saidu shared with such insight and leadership and his heart for Jesus, Sean, whenever he said, we need to move through grief together. The greater the value that we have in something, in our lives, in our friends, in our families, the greater value, the greater the pain. If one member suffers, all suffer together. And whenever that member or that part suffers, it doesn't matter if it's tiny or little or big or small, or it seems insignificant. If there's a suffering, then it matters to the rest of the body. We need to condole. We need to sympathize. We need to help. We need to assist. Whether it's spiritual or physical, we need to be there. Ephesians 2 verse 19 to 22 says, So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him, you are also being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. The Holy Spirit plays such an incredible, miraculous role in knitting together the body of Christ around the world, whether it be here in our communities or on the other side of the world, we are one. We are a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. The Holy Spirit connects us to our global family. It's a miracle and it's one of the most beautiful parts of being followers of Jesus. 
Joanne Lyon, founder of World Hope, shared a story recently about a time way back when she was starting World Hope. And she talked about arriving on the island of Lagonave in Haiti. And it had been a ferry ride over, it had been a rough ferry ride over. She had a long trip, she was really, really tired. And when she got over there, she noticed there was a large crowd assembled on the beach. You see, this island is kind of set off by itself, away from the mainland. She soon learned that a tragedy had happened and one of the ferry crossing boats had actually tipped over, dumping hundreds of people into the Atlantic Ocean. Many people were lost. She walked over to the beach and she saw a mother crying because she was hanging on to her kids and suddenly one of the children was ripped from her and never to be found again. And she had done everything she could to save this child, but she wasn't able to. Joanne says, I stood there and no longer thought of my tiredness but I entered the pain of those who would find that they had lost their loved ones and entered into the joys of those who found their loved ones had survived. It was a loud mix of wailing and rejoicing. She said, I too stood there in tears as pain in my heart and body became almost more than I could bear. I immediately imagined myself in a place of these mothers who had lost their kids thinking of her own four children. The next morning she went to church and the church was normally filled with laughing and dancing and beautiful outfits. The kids dressed just like the adults, so much fun, just packed to the seams. And this Sunday morning, things were different. You see, the church was only half filled and she was a little confused by that. And she asked the question, what's, what's going on? They said, well, a lot of our church members have lost family members in the ferry boat accident yesterday. They're actually out burying their dead. She was so overwhelmed and so overcome with pain, just thinking, God, where is your mercy? People are already suffering. Are you even here? Are you showing yourselves? But she said her doubt shriveled whenever the choir got up and they sang in beautiful Creole a cappella, the tune, no one ever cared for me like Jesus. There is no other friend so kind as he. Every day he comes to me with a new assurance. More and more I understand his words of love. The beautiful old hymn. She said as they continued with this hymn, her heart grew in hope with each verse and with each chorus that they sang because she said she better understood that in Hebrews 6 verse 23 says, let us, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. No one ever cared for me like Jesus. That is what he calls us to do as the body is to love and care for other parts of the body that are hurting like Jesus. No one ever cared for me like Jesus. There's no other friend so kind as he. Every day he comes to me with a new assurance. I understand his words of love for me. How are we doing, church? How are we doing, body? How are we doing with entering into the suffering with those who suffer? What does that look for us? Is this something that we, we sit in? Is this something we deeply try to understand? Or is it something we push away and try to ignore because sometimes it feels a little uncomfortable? My son is six and he's been asking me a lot of questions about what I do for a job. He's not used to me being home so much. I've been home a lot since COVID hit. And one day at the dinner table, he was asking me, 
like, mommy, what do you do for work? So we're talking about work and how does work work? And he's always confused about it. He hasn't quite figured it out yet. But we've been talking all year about helping those who are suffering, understanding that there are those who don't have food. There are children who don't have clean water. There are kids who are trafficked trying to help him understand that the world he lives in looks very different for other parts of the body. I was amazed to get the uh, all about my mom for Mother's Day whenever um, he brought it home from school. Now he did, can you guys see that? He did say that I was uh, 43 years old, which is not my age, but anyways. But this is what he said here. Her job is work for people. He got it. Work for people. That's my heart. That's our heart as a body, is to work for those who are hurting. This winter, he got a jar together and he decided that he was going to save money for people who need water. And he would go talk to everybody who he could talk to and ask them to give money. And at this point, I was selling all of the baby stuff out of our home. So there was stuff flying out with Marketplace, putting on the porch, e-transferring. People were dropping off cash and bags so we wouldn't talk to each other. And there was just lots of random, you know, $5 bills, $10 bills coming in the house. He would watch me find the money, grab it from me and say, that goes in my money jar. It's for people who need clean water. I was overjoyed to walk that journey with him because it mattered that family matters. It mattered that our global family matters. And it mattered to me that our family is aware that our global family matters. If one part suffers, all suffer together. Is life hard? Is the world hurting? Absolutely. But together we suffer. Together, we celebrate. There's afflictions and pains, trials, temptation, encouragement, happiness. Your family matters, and together through the Holy Spirit, knitting us together as a global family, we matter. All the members suffer, and all the members rejoice together. If one member suffers, all suffer together. There's nothing better for us today than to end with this incredible video. And I want you to read, or I want you to listen to Miriam's story. Now, Miriam is very educated. She lives in Sierra Leone, she's Sierra Leonean, and she has a lot of experience working with trafficked victims. And she lives and works in a really hard environment, day in and day out. She literally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally understands what it's like to suffer when other people suffer. You see, she brings in victims to a recovery center who have been trafficked, whether it be for their organs or sex trafficking or for labor. She brings them in, she welcomes them in, many of them young children, many of them young, young teenagers, ages 12, 13, many of whom are pregnant when they show up. In this video, you will see her suffering with those who suffer. You'll see her holding babies of some of the young girls from the recovery center. You see her helping reunite young women with their families. You see her being the hands and feet of Jesus. And this is what we as a church need to be in our homes, in our community, and across the world. We need to remember that when one member suffers, 
we all suffer together. So as you watch this, just ask the Lord, Lord, how do I need to be aware of suffering? How do I need to help my family understand what suffering looks like? Maybe there's suffering here in families in our own community. You matter. If you are suffering, we are suffering with you. And we want to be the hands and feet of Jesus to you. You matter. The global family matters. And the awareness is such an important beginning point, but then taking the step, reaching out, being uncomfortable, and walking in the suffering of others helps us better understand how Jesus suffered for us. He walked to the cross to die for us. His suffering was the deepest suffering we could ever see anyone experience, and he did it for us. God, thank you so much for who you are. Thank you that you love us beyond belief. Thank you that you and your Holy Holy Spirit has literally knitted us together as a body. And globally, we are connected through you. Such an incredible miracle. But God, I pray that as we begin to understand the sufferings of other people, that we would also understand that we need to suffer along with our brothers and sisters across the world. Help us to become aware. Help us to respond. Help our heart be softened for what breaks your heart so we can be your hands and feet to the body of Christ around the world. Amen. Enjoy this video of Miriam as she suffers along with people in the recovery center in Sierra Leone. Yeah. Good morning, everyone every contractors or people that are going to directly interact with survivors we work with, they will need to sign the child protection policy. This is Bakal, one of our drivers for the shelter project. If we have referrals from the police, the driver and social worker will pick up the survivor and then take them to the shelter. Yes, hello, how you doing? This is Fanta Council, the other counselor at the recovery shelter. How many do we have right now at the recovery shelter? Well, we have five survivors and four babies. Okay. What, what about the pregnant survivor? She's doing very well. And the babies? Also, the babies are doing very well. This is a bed where we have a survivor and the baby, so you can see all the baby stuff. This is where survivors will have their classroom sessions. This is our counseling room where we meet survivors so we could have a private space to discuss. This is a reunification package for the survivor that is living. The family asked for these items, so World Up International was able to provide it so they can start some small business and then be able to support the survivor. This is what we normally do for every survivor that lives the shelter. I'm able to help others, I'm able to give them hope, aspirations for their life after they have had these bitter experiences. I really enjoy my work here and this I know is what I want to continue doing for the rest of my life. Amen.